0: Is she meet it? Is she unmuted? Is she muted? it? Is she, she unmuted? Did I get
1: her? I paused just in. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was dancing, busting a move.
0: Yo, it's a vibe. It's a straight up vibe.
1: It is.
0: How are you?
1: You know, I'm fabulous. How are you doing?
0: I am fantastic. I'm excited. This has been a long road coming. Mm-hmm. You know, the people. Jolene, oh, the yes. people. I wish I had my Bane mask from The Dark Knight Rises, so that way I could say, <laughs> "I give to you, the people." But, oh. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been a long road coming, so I'm so excited about today's episode. It's going to be very much so inspirational as well as motivational. So I'm ready to get into it. But huh, we're live, so just want to put that
1: out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Wow.
1: <laughs> the G flats and the A flats are not my friend today.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't
1: know what
0: to say. We'll we'll, we'll we'll work on it for the next one. <laughs> we we got you for the next one. What's elbows? up, everybody? <laughs> What's good? I am Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, co-producer, co-creator, good friend, all things galactic. Coming out here,
1: I see you rocking the fit. We see you out here. You know. You a know. Thing. Okay. A little something for people. Everyone, it is now Lady Jolene GC. What does it, cousins?
0: <laughs> what does it, Milady? <laughs> I can't.
1: I cannot. Hey,
0: hey, you brought this upon yourself.
1: <laughs> I did.
0: Since we go in Bridgerton and everything out here, you know. <laughs> All right. So what's up, everybody? We hope that you are enjoying today's show. This is pretty much a new series, new, new format. Um, But yet at the same token, same swag, we really call this at the table because the reason why we call it at the table Mm -hmm. is because of the fact that we could bring wonderful professionals that can definitely speak on things, give us wisdom, knowledge and a ton of information and also maybe even some tips and tools for you to get started in your journey in this space or whatever space that they bring to the table. So that way you can use it to your toolbox and on your road towards generational wealth. So JoLynn, before we get into that though, yes. if you haven't subscribed yet, they should subscribe. Like, yeah. come on, we got a big show. So go ahead and let's get this out there. Go ahead and subscribe, go ahead and like, cause you know, we're lit. And on top of that, if you want to be in the know, just like, for example, who was it today? Who was Ajani. it, who was it, who was it? Johnny was in the building, Ajani. ladies and gentlemen. Give it up to a Johnny Thompson, the first one here. And he and what I mean by first one, like, yo, this came out a lot earlier. So he was here in full effect. So shout outs to you and Johnny. We salute you because you hit the subscribe button, the like button. And on top of that, you had your bell. So that way, when this video became in the I think it was like just sitting there waiting, you were ready. So shout outs to you. All right. So Jolin. Yes. How do we deal in today's markets? Like, what were, what were these streets looking
1: like? I need to recover from all of um, Anthony Chikamba's profits. Oh, he's here?
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony is here. Okay. All right.
1: So let's talk about this market. Okay, so we had a good day, you know, for the Dow or whatever. We have the Dow coming in at 499.51 points. Now we're at a level of S and S&P 500. Um, came in at 70.52 points. Um, now we are at 4, 4,462.21 points in the NASDAQ, coming through with a respectable 287.30 points, which leads us to levels of 13,619.66. And why did I also forget to add? <clears throat> I forgot to add the 10-year. The 10-year is currently at hmm. two point nine six six. Um, and then there was something else I wanted to add on here. Um, and yes, Bitcoin was up 874.72 points. Um, now we are at a level of 41,373.41. And we can save the other ones for later because I already know there's going to be a moment for the shade. So I'm not going to even start it right now. <clears throat> was that not shade? <laughs> I, I'm just not going to even entertain that right now. Okay. We got okay. To- the VIX came on down to 21.37. Heading over to sector performance. As you know, there are 11 sectors. We tracked the top three and the bottom three so we can see what that rotation is looking like. We got consumer discretionary, real estate, and communication services holding it down from the top three. For our bottom feeders, it's materials, uh, utilities, and energy was the only one that came in negative. Now, if we take a look at our picks, AKA the SIPS, you will find all of our picks. Um, on our Instagram page at that come up series. And with that said, we have Twilio, we have SV and Y and T, QQQ, all up over 5%. So, um, respectively, that's 10.30%, 8.10%, 6.43%. Then for our bottom feeders, we got ticker symbol ABBV negative 1.89%. Ticker symbol PDBC, negative negative two percent
0: Oh, can I take a guess? Can I take a guess? Go ahead. SQQQ?
1: Yes. Negative I'm out here. <laughs>
0: negative
1: Negative <laughs> point four six percentage points. So that's how um, the market did on this fine Tuesday. Now heading over to Black History, shout out to our Black History historian, AKA Cousin Brian. And today is very fitting. We're going to be talking about African Americans in the California gold rush. <clears throat> Let me mm-hmm. take a sip first. Yes. Let me take a sip first. Okay, here we go. Let's see, this all takes place uh, between the years of 1848 to 1860. So the California gold rush from 1848 to 1860 began after gold was discovered by carpenter and sawmill operator James W. Marshall on January 24th, 1848. After Marshall's discovery, thousands of people came to the gold fields at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains in Northern California. At least 4,000 African-Americans were among those who would arrive in California by 1860 in search of gold and more generally prosperity and freedom. In 1850, 952 African-Americans resided in California with the male population comprising 91% of that number. The population doubled to 2,000, still mostly men, by 1852. A few African-American gold seekers founded wealth during the gold rush. In 1848, one African-American man named Hector deserted his naval squadron ship, Southampton, at Monterey, California, and went to the motherlode. He returned a few weeks later with $4,000 in gold. Peter Brown, formerly of St. Genevieve, Missouri was more typical. Working 25 miles from Sacramento in December 1851, he cleared $400 after 2 months of work. The gold fields in California provided a temporary home for African American miners. Most African Americans became permanent urban residents, creating black communities in San Francisco, Sacramento, Sacramento, excuse me, Marysville, and other cities and towns. Between 1849 and 1855, most African-American residents in San Francisco settled near the waterfront and expanded their community to Telegraph Hill. Blacks in both Sacramento and San Francisco created churches that anchored these communities. In 1850, for example, Sacramento African-Americans founded St. Andrews AME Church. That's um, the first Black church west of Texas. The Gold Rush established a number of African-American communities in California, including many which would continue to this day. So, Mark, I think that this um, bit of Black history is fitting as we are talking about a time where there was um, migration of sorts um, of Black people over to California for this Gold Rush. And now we are talking about the future in today's episode. So, you know, this is another time to um, really start that reset button and start thinking about new ways to create and build wealth, aka value. I think there's more than enough.
0: I agree. And I think that, you know, honestly, how fitting is it, Jolene, where if you could literally go, if you could literally go back in time, for when you were at the very, very beginning of when a revolution or say, for example, you know, that gold rush got going,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, where it's like you could literally be a part of that, like to be a part, not only just in the sense of the monetary value, but the energy, the passion mm-hmm. and everything else behind it. You know, many people would love to like, think about it. If, if we skip the gold rush, think about the the time when social media companies were being formulated. Think about the time when technology uh, literally started to take shape, form, and fashion. Think about like now what you see, like even with the EV space, where like everybody is literally creating an EV vehicle. Think about like, for example, when artificial intelligence and machine learning really started to literally hit the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could go back and say, for example, just say, "Hey, if I just had a thousand dollars just to drop into such a space." You know, would I take advantage of it? Yeah, a lot of people probably would not because you know you'd be, you know,
1: transitioning. Do I need to put listening in?
0: And I think it's time, you know, to you know to to speak on it because, eh, you know, this is one of those moments where it's just like this is a listening moment. Like we're having that watershed moment because yes. it's like. Things are getting ready to take shape, form, and fashion. And they can take shape, form, and fashion very quick. Because our guest today, yo, it's all about building and investing in tomorrow. So without further ado, let me bring Cousin Paul to the stage.
1: Yay! What is up?
0: We got to remove the mute, but yo, welcome to the shades. Okay, okay, we got, we got, we got to, we got to take off the mute because we definitely want to hear the. There he is, there he is. Can you hear
2: us? Can you hear us? Absolutely. Hey. 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 Anthony H. Combo hey. told hey. me to bring the shade, so I, I, I'm bringing it tonight. Hey,
0: you know <laughs> it, it, it's gonna happen. Well, all right. So, Paul, I'm probably sure that there's a lot of folks in the room that don't know who you are. So, let's start off with. What do you do? You know what? What made you get into the space? Let's 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 start. At, let's start from the basics. Uh,
2: a- absolutely. And, and Joanne, Mark, th- thanks for having me on the show. Lo- lo- love watching. Lo- love your mission. Yeah, lo- love the opportunity to share how we create generational wealth. And yeah, w- w- through hustle, through a winner mindset. Th- this is how we're we're all gonna make it together. Let's do it. Um, okay. My story is so all about how does it start? My story is all about bringing blockchain to the billions. Um, I've been a technology investor and operator uh, for over two decades. I lo- lo- love the opening story about the gold rush. I I grew up in Connecticut, uh, worked with Anthony Chacumba in New York for two years. He, he was my first boss <laughs> outside of college. Uh, out of college, le- learned a lot from him, and and then uh, you know I remember doing an all nighter with them, saying, "Hey Anthony, that there's something called the internet. It's going to be big. You have a Harvard MBA. I, I have a lot of energy. Let us start something." And nah, internet won't be big. Let, let me cover retail stocks. So the, that's uh, <laughs> you know, uh, ah, yeah,
1: you know, woo.
2: <laughs> we are here <laughs> oh i was 24 he broke my heart i'm like there's something called e-commerce we gotta go out west and he stayed in new york and uh, uh the, the gold rush in 1999 was the dot-com boom and yeah very similarly uh moved out west didn't know anyone in san francisco uh, uh, networked along, you know, other young dot comers looking to build Web1. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, some of my friends joined Yahoo, some joined Google early on, some joined, you know, Star Media back then, <laughs> Bolt.com. Um, lo- lots of ideas um, trying to transform how commerce and media would come to the mainstream. you um, Yeah in web one, Uh, managed to get a job at Neocarta Ventures, a $300 million venture fund on Sand Hill Road, had a Mm -hmm. front row seat into how venture worked. Uh, Back then we were the fourth largest venture fund raised uh, in in Silicon Valley, Um, looked at a lot of social media companies, commerce companies, search companies, uh, after a decade of doing that, decided to go get my operating experience. Uh, some of the best venture investors in the world have that operating experience. Uh, that they, they sit on both sides of that table to know how to work with entrepreneurs, how to provide strategic advice, uh, generate that pattern recognition of hypergrowth, and and uh, yep. you know how to lead teams to moonshots. Um, joined Zynga as an early employee for Web2 back then. MySpace was big. Facebook was trying to catch them. <laughs> you know, they, they, they opened up uh, APIs um, yeah. for game developers like Zynga to build FarmVille and Mafia Wars, Zynga Poker, Words with Friends. Uh, uh, led a bunch of operating teams in product and growth to scale that to an IPO. Um, my Web three experience starts in twenty thirteen. Rolled over some of those IPO proceeds into Bitcoin. You yeah, know, if mm-hmm. virtual goods and virtual currencies work in Farmville, heck yeah, oh. some of this stuff works. So <laughs> no let's that
0: that's a, that, let's unpack some of that because. One, that's a hell of a story. Like that's a hell of a journey in which that you know, going from Web 1.0, Web 2.0, Web 3.0. So let's break it down for folks because people are like, you know, hey, I've maybe heard about Web 3, maybe even Web 2.0. You know, what's the difference between Web 2 and Web 3? Like, what what would you say? How would you how would you how would we first define Web 3, and then how is it different from Web 2?
2: Uh you know, I'll start with Web One. You know, Web, okay. web One was really just a broadcast internet. Yeah, you, know, you, you had a walled garden with AOL. Um, it, it's very similar to broadcast TV. They they provide you information and you just read it. You know, you you just took it all in. Uh, For those that don't
0: understand, you've got mail.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's old school. Um, it, you know, Web Two enabled through some technologies around Java and, and other uh, read-write technologies enabled social. So now you could not just read, but contribute, hit like buttons, look at feeds, upload your photos. The broadband speeds of internet enabled multimedia internet. So uh, Web2 is a lot of today's internet where you could enjoy videos, your, your friends' photos, your dog photos, your cat. Videos, your memes. Um, Bitcoin was invented in the late, yeah, you know, kind of two thousands post financial crisis. Yep. Uh, Ethereum uh, innovated on Bitcoin from the programmable aspect of this, and now we're getting a lot of new applications that allow you to read, write, but also own your internet, and, and yeah. so. Whereas today's internet, the the big companies own your data, uh, own the balance sheets and the ledgers of what your bank accounts look like. In Web3, a lot of builders are trying to transform that ownership, put it back in the power of consumers so that you own your own data, you own your own code, you own your own. Uh, uh, stores of value. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're at the very beginning of this revolution. Uh, uh, it's a generational opportunity for all of us to go build this better tomorrow. So,
1: nice. Paul, I have a question for you. So <clears throat> what gets you, like, fired up about Web 3.0? And especially in the context of creators, as you were mentioning ownership, you know, I was thinking about um, how Web 3.0, really, or Web3 will really be for the creators, like those that are willing to take up space, take up creative space. So like, what are you like currently just fired up about? Like where you just can't even sit still, you're so excited about it.
2: Uh, democratization of this technology. Everyone can access Web3. You know, it, it's economic opportunity, economic access, economic empowerment for, for all of us. Uh, If you have the ambition to go do your research, uh, learn about this technology, that opportunity is enabled for all of us. You know, um, Mark, in our pre-show, we were talking about liquid venture capital. You know I was
0: getting ready to head there.
2: (laughs) uh, You know, us pros that have been doing (laughs) venture capital for two and a half decades, uh, you know, a lot of this innovation is available in tokens. It's available for you to go dig into that research, understand the communities, understand the use cases, and you're almost on equal footing with someone like myself who does this professionally.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about it because we're kind of like heading down that path. So, you know, in each of these different variations of web, from web 1.0 to web 2.0 to web 3, it's like, you know, one of the interesting things that we've seen across the board that has kind of like been a major component or, or just a component of it is venture capital, you know, and ideas need investment in order to essentially grow and scale. Um, so let's talk about this, like venture capital 3.0, aka liquid capital. So what, what does that, first off, what does that mean or to like, what does that mean today? Like for the entrepreneur or for a person who has an idea, um, for a person who's just basically getting into the crypto space, whether I've heard of crypto, I've heard of, you know, of course, your, your major coins and a few of your stable coins, I've heard of a few NFT projects out there. Um, I remember like hearing about ICOs back in the day. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what does that what does that look like today? And I and I guess before we get actually before we get to today, for those who don't like, because let's let's do a a quick little breakdown of venture capital first, and how that and how that like starts, and some of the things that people should know about.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, well, lots to unpack in your question. Happy to go. Yeah, <laughs> <I know>. quickly. <laughs> Uh, You know, venture capital is uh, the innovation capital that fuels a better tomorrow. It's where a group of three of us get together, uh, uh, try and find the white space in how technology can transform our world, uh, pull together that money and back a founder and a technologist to go build products. Uh, uh, this is relatively a young industry, you know, it started generally in the 50s and 60s as, mm-hmm. you know, the semiconductor industry kind of mm-hmm. broke away from the clutches of hierarchical technology development. And yep. over the last few decades, it's morphed into you know, private money uh, being set up in limited partnerships, That that's generally in the 2000s. Uh, uh, as you've seen this asset class uh, grow, you, you've had specialization of venture funds, you know, some like DecaSonic, we, we focus on the pre-seed and seed stage capital. First check, the, the first believer in an entrepreneur is Mm -hmm. what we work on. There are other funds that then carry that capital to the next stage, scaling capital, Series Mm -hmm. A, Series B capital. And then with Dodd-Frank and the closing of that IPO window, you've now seen a lot of crossover funds, traditional hedge funds come into growth capital that the likes of Tiger Global and Insight Capital, Mm Who then lead the mega rounds of hundred million dollar plus rounds that yep. you know in the 2000s traditionally was an IPO. These days, it's it's a growth. It's
0: just another. It's it's just a growth round.
2: <laughs> That's right. And so that that probably takes us to trad VC venture in the Web 2.0 when when you tokenize value and you enable code to hold cryptographically secured value now entrepreneurs have a wider range of capital sources for their innovation and web3vc is now competing against 50 new sources of capital internationally uh, you know locally you know uh, investment clubs that tokenize dows that put together investment funds, launch pads that can, you know, programmatically fund certain investments. And, you know, the the lifetime opportunity that, you know, is available to us right now is participating in that tokenized venture capital where, you know, you, you can be a power user, help see a project grow, and also financially benefit from that upside. So I guess the
0: question that we should ask, like we should ask because it was actually brought up in you know the chat. So will non-accredited investors have an opportunity in VC 3.0? Uh,
2: the, the, there's current regulation to uh, uh, help enable this. Uh, I, I think uh, w- without getting into a, a regulatory question, you know, this yes. is <laughs> uh, always a balance that. Uh, our our regulators are trying to strike, you know, uh, you you want to provide investor protection um, at at the same time that, you know, the Biden administration wants to balance financial access to uh, 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 venture capital. Okay.
0: Um, It's actually pretty interesting now because, you know, one of the things that what we look at as VCs is, you know, this thing called use cases, you know, those are very much so huge. When we think about like, you know, a startup or, an, or where it comes into an idea or an idea comes to our desk or we're looking at a pitch where the first thing that comes to mind is how can this be used? Like, you know, what's the overall use case and is it scalable? You know, when looking at like outside of just looking at use cases, you know, as a, especially like with the venture capital, you know, mindset and, you know, structure, what else do you look for when it comes to you know a web3 project
2: um our our strategy at decasonic is to build 100xers and so that this is a disciplined systematic approach wait hold on hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time
0: out. <laughs> no, no 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 we ain't going to just hold, first of all we're not
2: going <laughs> to just like run past
0: that like say it again for the people in the back at decasonic <laughs> y'all look for what <laughs>
2: Hundred Xers, <laughs> yeah, you're here. here. <laughs> uh, it's available to us right now. I mean, it's available to all of us. And yeah, you know, uh, building those hundred Xers takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of you know uh, outlier founders who aspire for greatness. It takes that winner mindset, a do-or-die hustle, and a conviction around a vision for these types of use cases you're describing, Mark. Uh, yep. it, it, in the early internet days, they're called killer apps. You know, we, we work with killer apps day to day today. Many of them are trillion dollar killer apps. You, you know, An example of a killer app would be, you know, ride sharing on your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. You're Lance Armstrong first money into that deal. I, I think you probably made a 10000 x, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Big time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a killer app. And um, yeah, those are major use cases that go to the billions of users. Uh, In Web1, search is a killer app and that becomes a verb called Google, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Facebook dominated share you know, and Instagram was a next generation of Facebook. And so we we think about sharing as, uh, I'm gonna Instagram this moment, uh, mm-hmm. another tremendous uh, return from an investor, but also transformative for our day-to-day lives. So a lot of these use cases you're describing are uh, uh, companies and entrepreneurs who could build product market fit, who can find these killer apps, uh, the holy grail of Web3 right now is trying to find and build these use cases, these killer apps. Uh, you know, We're we're very early in this adoption. The killer apps are out there. And I, I would encourage everyone out there to look for these and, and build and invest in them.
0: Well, it's actually interesting that you <laughs> mentioned that, where you said, like, let's build and invest. <laughs> Somebody said, he said 100x. Move. Yeah, I mean, it's y'all this is venture capital. Welcome to our world <laughs> like, um, it's like if you're if you're in venture capital and if you're only looking for ten x then obviously it's like you know why are you here <laughs> like you you're looking for things that move the entire world it,
2: and the trade off on hundred xers is you you might be ninety percent wrong correct you you could you know swing strikeouts for 90 percent of the time you get 10 percent of your portfolio up in the 100x plus you have a 10x venture fund that that puts you in the top 0.1 of all venture funds out there so it's a different style of investing uh you know it's a different mindset to believe in greatness and work with entrepreneurs day in day out on you know unleashing your potential to, you know, transform the world in remarkable ways. So it, it, it's, again, not for everyone. It's a certain not style, at all. <laughs> it, it, you know, um, but when, when you uh, dedicate your life to this and and you could repeatedly do this, it's something that a lot of founders want to get involved with and, and help build. And, you know, for, for all you out there who are still early in your career, you know, twenties, thirties, even late thirties. Yeah. You can do this too. You know, it's out there. Crypto enables a lot of this access.
0: So let's talk about it though, because it's like a lot of folks are probably sitting back and saying, Whoa, like, all right, well, you know, how do I even, you know, how do I even allocate, you know, Mm -hmm. how do I even put myself in a position to allocate, you know, to even like be prepared to have such an asset. So let's talk about that. Like, if we were to talk about asset allocation, you know, it, I would say it, it, when we think about like diversification of portfolio, right? You know, this would be yet again, another one of those diversifications. Am I
2: correct? hundred percent, hundred percent. The Yale endowment asset allocation model does allocate, you know, five to 10% to venture capital. Uh, I, I would recommend this for a lot of your audience members today to at least have, uh, you know, that that kind of exposure to this style of uh, risk reward return. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and it's generally in crypto these days, Web three names these days, and, and Mark, you, know,
0: you want you want to laugh real quick, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and <finished> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay so now that we've gotten there like let's 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 talk about a project shall we would love let's it. talk about would love to. let's talk about let's talk about KDA <laughs> I, th- I think it's time you know for <laughs> those in whom much that don't know is it time to have the conversation? let's do it let's do okay. it okay all right so walk us through it like first things first how is it pronounced is it cadena or cadena or did we just get it all types
2: of <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's spanish so you 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 probably said it right first <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so Um, Like, cause you're a part of the, you you invested in this. So walk us through, what is this? What is this project and how did you discover it? I know that there's some, there's some mutual feelings here as it pertains to like, you know, we have a mutual contact, by the way, shout outs to Justin Wu, uh, another Seattle native. What's up, Justin? Uh, Just to break the story a little bit. I met Justin back in the days of my startup and we met on the startup scene and he was pretty much all about growth hacking like for startups and then next thing you know it's like he went from growth hacking to now getting within the crypto space and discussing blockchain and then all of a sudden <laughs> he's he he knows Paul and I'm like oh okay <laughs> perfect <laughs>
2: justin is uh, such a great guy runs a lot of conferences shout out to his next austin conference uh he's pulled together a lot of you know crypto thought leaders and would highly recommend a follow to him um he he, he, he's one of these uh great people who help educate you know sorting out the the signal from noise so to say yep and yep. in crypto, there is a lot of noise out there. Very um, much so. Cadena um, is the next generation blockchain. Um, okay. Yeah, Mark, you, you and I were talking about uh, uh, Bitcoin earlier. That that was the first generation blockchain, proof of work, and it stores value very well, but it's limited in what it can do. Uh, Ethereum comes along. That's the next generation blockchain it's proof of work plus some programmability uh, each successive innovation tries to fix the bugs of the prior generation we we see this over and over with technology so ethereum fixes the aspect of programmability and and uh, you know that scales if you got in early it's hundred X or probably a thousand Xer for a few of those people who were in the pre-sale. Mark's an early uh, miner of Ethereum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, not, uh, not to show his stuff. I'll, but, uh, no, I'll, I'll tell uh, the story yeah. since,
0: since we put it out there. Years ago, years ago, so there was this thing called Ethereum and I had an opportunity to mine cryptocurrency. And so instead of like, I've, I, st- I learned about everybody... You know, mining cryptocurrency at their house, and I was like, "Wow, your electricity bill has just gotten." The <laughs> so I can, I found a loophole in which that you can literally mine crypto at your commercial office space because they don't charge you for utilities. So we literally had, and this was around the time that I, I was also starting to like you know mentor Joel Lynn. and she came to the office, and you just saw like literally <laughs> rows of, of mining rigs. And the beautiful part about it was the entire office was completely.
2: <laughs> let's say
0: it was nice and warm. <laughs> so then the building started to recognize. Whoa, we're seeing huge spikes in energy in this office space or in this area of the building. So then they were like, "Are you running a a, a mining farm here?" And I was like, "Yes." And like, ah. So I had to break them off a few, break them off a few coins, so <laughs> that way they would leave me alone. But that's ultimately, that's ultimately the story. <laughs>
2: And, you know, if you're starting to mine, you know, Ethereum around $30, it's last traded at $3,000. <laughs> so not not a bad 100Xer. If, if, uh, at all. If you, know, if you recognize that transition of technology change from, you know, a standard, you know, simple blockchain to the next generation, the paradigm shift into programmability. Yeah. Um, in 2019, 2020, you started getting even the next generation of evolution for Ethereum. So a lot of other blockchains like Solana or Avalanche or Terra uh, solved a lot of the key bugs from Ethereum, you know, scalability, speed. They're starting to now Get these hundred xers, yeah. Drive those use cases that Mark you you, you described. Yep. Um, yeah, tremendous returns for venture investors like A16Z, crypto, and multi coin. Um, Chris McCann was an early investor in Solana. Cadena um, is my high conviction investment. On the fourth generation blockchain, nice. What nice. we what we see in crypto today are a lot of security breaches, a lot of uh, code that's hard to audit and verify. Cadena solves a lot of those challenges. Uh, this is you know something that I've deployed investment capital, but also scarce time in helping build this out. I was recently appointed chief innovation and, and, uh, investment officer there. So, uh, rolling up the sleeves, trying to build this to a hundred X plus, you know, solving some key bugs in current blockchains today.
1: Congratulations, Paul. Um, one thing I like I what you so. said was, um, how you're describing all the different blockchains and also, talking about the problems that they saw. I just want like the cousins to really pay attention to that part. So when you go back and rewatch this, pay attention to like the breadcrumbs that were left because that will help you all think about innovation and where you can get in just by thinking about that. And then also for the use cases, um, thinking about um, like that's an invitation just to use your imagination and no don't edit yourself as you're thinking about these things like if you feel like it's like out there that's great keep going you know and you just never you just never know you don't know what cousins you're locking arms with you don't know what their contexts are so it's like this is the time to literally start dreaming out loud with your cousins and figuring out where is my place in the future
2: Wise words. Absolutely. You, you you know, so some people look at today's problems and complain and, you know, uh, uh, say, say the world's crashing. The best entrepreneurs just roll up their sleeves and go try and solve those problems. It, it, you know, and uh, it's so hard to keep that optimistic perspective. Sometimes it takes that mental shift of, you know, what can, what actions can I do to go fix this? Um, some of the best entrepreneurs that I've come across in my career have that mentality and they they just drive it tremendously well. Absolutely. So it's kind
0: of interesting because you and I had this conversation before we went live and we were talking about like, you know, if we could look at web 1.0, web 2.0 and web 3.0 in the form of like concerts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So if we were looking at Web 1.0, that would be considered? I,
2: burning Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Web 2.0 would be considered?
2: Hey, yeah. uh, uh, are you out there right now in Palm Springs, Coachella? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Web 3.0
0: would probably
2: be? Yeah, you you guys are saying Tomorrowland. I, I I'm saying law. I don't know. I, I, I was
0: gonna say. You know what? I'll even go mm. further. If we we can go even further than that. Remember about the? I think we heard about uh, the concert that was done in Fortnite. I think that that would be Web three point you,
2: you know, uh, uh, Snoop did one in the Central Land. That uh, they have a lot of concerts in uh, Roblox and Fortnite. You know, you you're seeing. Uh, culture-inspired technology, technology technology-transforming culture, and then it loops back together in this flywheel. Yes, it does.
1: Yo, let me run that back. You said culture-inspired technology.
2: And then technology transforms culture. Yeah.
0: That's a whole bar. That's a whole bar. Like, that's... Like, honestly, Paul, if you get the chance, put that on a shirt. (laughs) Put that on a shirt because it rings so true. And I think that honestly it drives the thing in which that ties all generations together.
2: You know, my, my parents didn't know how to program a VCR, you know, (laughs) Uh, some of us grew up in the age of trying to buy a domain and, you know, yeah. kind of dial into the internet before <laughs> broadband.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh we all yeah.
2: remember that sound.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know,
2: we're we're dot-com natives and then that became the influencers or digital natives if you yep. use Insta or TikTok yep. or Snap. Yep. Yeah. Our our current generation is the crypto natives and, and crypto natives think differently than influencer natives differently than digital natives and you know a, a lot of adoption in crypto is with the younger generations who see financial empowerment see this economic opportunity as a a, a lifetime opportunity that's so different than the traditional finance stuff that might have put us all in student debt or put housing out of reach
1: Hmm.
0: you're you're hitting on a point where if I could journey back in time where I look at when we started the come up series and just looking at the investment landscape of even folks that are that were just interested in getting you know involved in the stock market Paul where there was like this where a lot of folks believed that there was like this fence where it's like you could see through it, you could see that there was a land of opportunity there, but yet at the same token it's like there was all these fences that said that, that made you believe that there was no entry, that that it was like only a select few could go through. When I look at web three and what we have and the strides and, and the innovations that have been made within cryptocurrency and many of the technologies that have been, you know, improved with human ingenuity uh, alongside it. It's kind of like the way that we should see it is, doesn't care about what generation you come from, what social economic background you come from. There's no fence. You know, it's Mm -hmm. more so in the sense that there's opportunity for everybody organically.
2: You know, we're all gonna make it. Everyone's on equal footing. The best entrepreneurs, the best builders in crypto have that positive sum mentality to bring users in, create that shared growth, because that, that's how you're gonna create long-term sustainable value creation for everyone. You know, I, I, I know Anthony Chikumba is a Wall Street pro, and yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he dives so deeply into these retail stocks, I have zero advantage in, in the equities markets. You know, I, I'm better off as even a professional investor in crypto, just indexing a lot of my equities. It, it's hard for me to generate alpha and investment returns versus the pros. You know, uh, in crypto, this moment, this time, we have tremendous alpha. We we understand the digital native experiences so much better than the investors, the speculators out there, the the builders who are close to use cases, how our generation would use digital products, transact digital products is such a transformative perspective that mm-hmm. um, can lead to, you know, significant investment returns you, above market. You know what, uh, Paul, I could
0: actually see and, I, and an idea just formed in my head, which could merge you and Anthony Chicumbo together. So hopefully, he's, <laughs> hopefully he's listening because he thinks that we're hating on him. We're not hating on you. <laughs> we just want to put that Anthony. out there. Though that, you know, for the record, we're not hating on you.
2: <laughs> Wait, is this, is this what um,
0: <laughs> he said shade, but no shade included. <laughs> All right, so... I, I see it down the pipeline where and, you know, we kind of had this conversation before where we're starting to see, you know, the world of Wall Street really making that investment within the space. Of course, you have your Black Rocks of the world um, and many other players that are starting to make that investment. And to Anthony, it'd be interesting if you and Paul could come together and create an <laughs> ETF of cryptocurrencies. <laughs> That literally a person could literally acquire multiple sets of cryptocurrencies all as one package because it kind of like hit home what you were saying, Paul, about like, hey, in the equities market, you know, hey, like that's that's his territory. But to have that type of package, it would be amazing one day what that would look like because then it's like the capital that you could bring into such a project, it can span into multiple projects and like literally get to see the breadth of the access across, you know, a variation. Um, I strongly believe that 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 could possibly be something. So Anthony, go ahead and hit that. And he said, oh, well, (laughs) he already responded. He said, that's a scary thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if your dreams don't scare you, you'll think it's too small. Um, But okay, so. Oh, well, there (laughs) there it is. Let's talk about like what the future could look like, you know, we talk a lot about like the things in which that are possible, but let's say that if you were to dream a dream, Paul, like if you were to dream a dream as, you know, from a venture capital standpoint, let's say that you made solid investments across the board. So like, especially within the cryptocurrency space, and we talked about use cases, from those investments, what did those create? Like that's, the, I think that's the question. Like if, in a, if if we were to look towards the future, you know, what do we suspect or what is it that we, what is it that we dream of that could potentially change?
2: What, what motivates me at Decasonic and my work at Kadena is about building a better tomorrow and having technology and innovation enable, you know, improve standards of living. Web 3.0 is the better internet for Web 2.0. It fixes a lot of the uneasiness we have around data and privacy, you know, uh, centralized financial institutions cutting off access to, you know, we could go on and on about some of these challenges we have in today's internet, today's financial system. Web3 entrepreneurs, builders think about how do we solve this in very aligned ways. And so you fast forward this five to 10 years, a lot of our next generation who grow up in the metaverse on Roblox, their seamless experiences that go from digital to physical to hybrid is through ambient screens, ambient computing, you know, holograms. I mean, th- this is in our lifetime. It- it's going to impact our kids' lives. You know, the-, the the fact that we could stream in high def right now and do this live stream as if yep. we were sitting across the table, that is such a technology revolution that got accelerated by COVID. It's, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. We've hit this tipping point of, now living in a new metaverse so our, our fund has an investment thesis that the metaverse as even you know sized up by wall street analysts like anthony at, at city and others uh, the metaverse I'm is need, a, i'm going to need tag yeah the metaverse is an 8 to 13 trillion dollar opportunity over the next 8 years i mean yeah getting good sound investment exposure for your personal portfolios in this area is just good diversification of a technology trend. At DecaSonic, we're all in on the metaverse. The metaverse is enabled by Web3 and blockchain, so they all tie together. Uh, But how the metaverse will impact uh, our lives and our kids' lives is that, that trillion dollar opportunity today.
0: But we. But the the question that like some folks ask is the oversaturation in the market. You know that like we we consistently hear like the market for within the crypto space or, you know, even in some of the Web three projects, we're starting to hear that it's overcrowded. It's oversaturated. What would you say about that?
2: Uh, oversaturation is relative. You know um, that w- when I was at NeoCardo as a twenty six year old, I probably called. 400 social media companies. We we forget that innovation has creative destruction, you know, and, and that's the power of innovation that the best ideas, the best builders will emerge and win from that competitive gladiator battle of ideas. Um, crypto is probably no different in terms of that creative destruction. You know, we're, we're gonna see Some crazy use cases out there that you know, some may emerge, some may die out. You know, that the the builders who can make that product fit with the market, drive those use cases to the mainstream, um, will will be the ones that emerge and survive. So, I I think that this today is part of that normal innovation capital at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no different than a lot of the other, you know, uh, 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 transformative ideas and the fragmented market shares that we saw um, in. Got a
0: statement for you to see if you agree with this one. My kids are going to work sitting in an office in the metaverse.
2: Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this is what Mark Zuckerberg would lead you to believe, and and it might not be that far off. Yeah, and so would we, agree with that. Yeah, we'd agree with
0: there's that. also like, there's also some, we're going to give, somebody's giving you their flowers <laughs> or giving you your flowers. Paul helped me on a report <laughs> on how the metaverse will <laughs> best buy. It was dope. It,
2: it, you know, uh, as we all saw in the pandemic with hybrid work, we, we all upgrade our microphones, our cameras, our computers, our cell phones. You're going to see a hardware upgrade cycle with, mm. uh, you know, better definition TVs or yeah. Oculus goggles. Uh, you know, Facebook crushed it this past Christmas with the Oculus 2. You, you know, it's like 10 million
0: like units that. or something like that.
2: Apple has a metaverse you know, glasses, goggles concept coming to market soon, you know, for yes. all equities traders that, that could be a big catalyst, but Best Buy fits into that uh yeah. you know fundamental analysis for sure.
0: So which drives us to the as we get closer because we're coming to the close of the close. Now we talk about the inspiration for other folks to go out there and create. Right. You know, we look at the possibilities of, you know, of course, we see the return of what cryptocurrency and what Web3 can bring, especially when invested in. But let's also talk about the folks out there, the opportunity. If we if we think about the 100 X return for if you're on the venture capital space, imagine the bigger opportunity for the person who had the privilege to sit on such a such a project to build from day one, let's talk to the entrepreneurs, the creators of the world. You know, what would you say to them? Like the folks that maybe have an idea, you know, looking to get started, but have
2: no idea. Uh, Today is a bull market for builders. You know, Mm -hmm. it it might be a bear market for traders. You know, who, who knows what the macro is gonna do with inverted yield curves and equities uh, SPACs you know uh, if you have an idea nights and weekends build that business plan stress test it share it with your friends think about those use cases those words of wisdom from Jolin you know there's no better time today than to uh, you know come up with that idea pitch it to venture capitalists We're, we're at at decasonic.com at cadena underscore io I'm at Paul Sue. Uh, you, you know, we are sitting on this generational opportunity. You know, inflation is raging at 40 plus year highs. Unemployment rates are at 50 plus year lows. That this is accelerating mm-hmm. into crypto. There's a lot of Funding, looking for the best builders out there. Uh, everyone has a founder in them. It, it's about meeting the right people, taking control you know, uh, of your future and, and finding that luck to, to take stuff to the next level.
0: Paul, well, mm-hmm. I'd like to put it out there as an opportunity because it was actually just posted by someone who's been sitting in the room with us. So... This was posted by none other than Joel NGC since <laughs> another pitch competition coming. So <laughs> I, um, wanted to know if this opportunity ever presents itself, would DecaSonic be willing or be open to if we can provide individuals that are building such projects to pitch them in front of venture capitalists like yourself to hear their projects live on the come-up series.
2: It's a great format and the the best way to learn is learn by doing. Uh, At the University of Chicago, their MBA program is set up this way where they do bring in the venture capitalists like myself and others. Uh, Student teams come up and (laughs) and pitch their businesses. Uh, The feedback can be Harsh and straight <laughs> to the point sometimes. Yeah. You know. But it yeah, makes you
0: it, it makes you better. What it doesn't you kill better. you
2: makes you stronger. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Anthony.
0: <laughs> okay. Um I guess the last thing, because I want to give you the final word. Paul. Wait, I have
1: one question before you do the
2: final word. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Um, I want to know which cousin are you, Paul?
2: Uh, Metaverse cousin, come on! Of
1: course. All right,
2: let's go. (laughs) It's like
0: I don't have time to argue with you in real life. I want to go in the metaverse.
2: (laughs) Get me into a concert.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so Paul, if you had any last words of wisdom, nobody heard. If a person just came in right now. and didn't watch the entire show, what would be the one piece of advice that you wish that you would have had when you got started that you can give to them?
2: Know uh, no, no, what's great. Yeah, Knowing what's great allows you to calibrate your potential. Most people underestimate their potential. Mm. This is the life of VC. Most people underestimate how big these technology transformations are. Um, if you're not going to believe in yourself, if you're not going to believe in your own greatness, no one else will. So at least start there. You know. And so we, we are in this generational opportunity for crypto and blockchain. You know, do your own research and look into this technology. Um, there's a lot of greatness in all of us, and, and we could go build this.
0: Okay. And then they ask, what books, somebody asked what books, uh, resources should we be following and reading?
2: Uh, m- m- most books about crypto get outdated within six months. It's such a moving, fast macro. I, I would recommend, you know, hit, hit up our resources on decasonic.com. We, we link to a few uh you know signal versus noise type of explainers a16 crypto does a great job of a lot of these explainers too so g- generally that the best sources are on the internet
1: nice
0: there you have it all right well thank you so much paul for having us on you know just to take up the time and being a part of this, you know, we're going to have to bring you back for a round two. <laughs> uh,
2: would, would love to, would love to. <laughs>
0: we're going to have to bring, so Anthony, don't be upset. He's definitely coming back for a round two. And there may be an episode where the two, of, we have to get you guys both on the show. For, for real, for real, at the same time. But y'all, thank you so much for watching the show with myself, Jolynn, and Paul. You know, we hope that you guys learned some valuable information. We hope that this episode also inspired you. If you have an idea, burning desires, or a problem that you're trying to solve, you know, bring it for, bring it forth into the foray. Like, if anything, you know, if, it may be scary, but that scary idea may just be the thing in which that literally creates a significant amount of change, social impact, and, of course, solid return. Um, so don't be afraid to build. Um, and I guess, like we said, do your research. Because you know what we say here at the Come Up Series. The more you learn, the more you earn. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe, the cousin. <laughs>
2: I'll let you go, Paul. Metaverse cousin. You
1: already know, <laughs> I'm you D.C. in the place to be.
2: <laughs> and
0: this has been your Come Up. We hope that you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out, y'all.